Blog Talk Radio. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Susan, I apologize. I thought you were gone another week. Um, 
Aha. Oh, that's absolutely no problem at all. Um, I was just glad that I didn't mess it up on your end. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Fabulous. So. Yeah, that was totally um, me. I, I was. I. Actually, make is wow. It's been a long time since we've spun the thread of the story of the trees of the thirteen moons together. Right. <laughs> There have been a lot of interesting loops and designs in this thread since you and I have been together. But I feel that you and I are doing something very special and very coherent. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I so much appreciate the uh, other women who hosted the show and what they brought to it was really wonderful. And I want to really acknowledge the specialness of you and I being together week after week and pursuing this particular line. And this is preface to uh, the fact that I'm going to roll the clock back a bit. Okay. And because where you and I left off was the sixth tree, Hoth, Hawthorne. Hawthorne, yes. And we talked some about Hawthorne, and I talked some about Hawthorne with, was it Jesse, Jessica, that I, that was I my host? So. Yeah. Um, and so at first I thought, well, I talked, I talked with her about Hawthorne, and so it's kind of out there, and the listeners have it, and I could go on, and that, that's when it really struck me. Daniel, that you and I were doing something together. I'm certainly not going to repeat myself about Hawthorne. There is a lot to say about Hawthorne. Um, But I want to um, stay here on the tree of the sixth moon with you at least for this week, and we'll see how interesting this material on Hawthorne is and whether we need another week for it. Uh, But before we move into that, I just want to catch up with you. Uh, Last I heard, you had finished an album, and you were going out on the road to do some gigs. Is that so? Yes, that was the reason that one of the reasons Jesse um, was sitting in that week because I was playing a show. And then I was, we're we're actually going. There's something else I wanted to talk to you about because I'm, I'm going on a small spring uh, southern tour with the band. Hey! Yes, it's um, Austin, Texas. I think it's just going to be for two Tuesdays, so I can either working out, getting probably Jesse back, or if you want to just say you'll take the time off and maybe I have somebody play reruns. It's com- up to you either way. I'm. I'm cool, but it'll be, I think it's from April 26th to May 4th, and I think that only takes up two Tuesdays, and then we're back. So it's Austin, Texas, we're New back. Orleans, Louisville, Kentucky, Asheville, North Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, Houston, Texas, Woo-hoo! and I think I said New Orleans. So, oh yeah, we're very excited um, right. to be touring the album's on its way. It's finished. It's mastered. Yes. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> Will you have copies to sell on your tour? That's the thing. Yeah, we finished it on time to do that. Yeah. Yes. All right. Good work. And I can send you 
So I'm just promo information about us and even maybe our reverb page, maybe through through your your girl um, that I usually contact, you know, with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I figured I hadn't done anything too wrong because I didn't get any kind of angry email from you. No, 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 not at all. Trust me. (laughs) I thought, oh my gosh, you know, he changed the number. Maybe, you know, I'm at the wrong address. Maybe I'm supposed to be somewhere else at some other time. You know how how those thoughts go through one's mind. Oh, no, I I understand. Trust me. Um, No, That we are on track and everything is great. And I... At this point, I am thinking, yeah, that's a good suggestion. Let's let it rest for those two weeks while you're out on the road and play reruns because there's lots of good reruns. Oh, yeah. And and we'll pick it up because, again, I really want to respect um, that you and I are weaving this magical cloak here with the trees of the 13 moons. Okay. That sounds good. And so I think we should just do it and pursue it. And uh, we, you're out on the road. I'll take a rest. It's good by me. Yeah. One of the books that um, I refer to when I'm looking for information about the trees of the 13 moons is called The Celtic Tree Mysteries, The Secrets of the Ogham by Steve Blamiers, B-L-A-M-I-R. Yes, and it's a Llewellyn Press book. It's exceptionally rich. Each one of the trees that we are talking about has a pretty thorough chapter about it with a lot of information that you won't find in most books. And he starts out by reminding us that another name for for Hoth which is the ogham, is white thorn. Hawthorn and white thorn. And this is the tree of the sixth moon. And he says that hoth literally means frightful or horrible. Mm. That the further connotation is a pack of wolves, a difficult night. And the symbol or the emblem of Hoth is a white face. In other words, the face of terror. The ashen face. And he goes on to say that one of the aspects of the trees of the 13 moons is that we can use them and their powers consciously and deliberately as shamans. And especially when we use them in ways that are appropriate to the meanings and the virtues of each tree. But Hawthorne is very different. The letter H or H has a distinct function within the rules of Gaelic grammar and it is neither a consonant nor a vowel. Mm. Similarly, Hoth, the Hawthorne, has a function within the normal rules of tree magic that is different. As a matter of fact, and I quote, its magical function is 
as a symbol to be used only by those in the other world as a warning to the shaman to prepare for something about to happen. So you should never deliberately seek out the hawthorn. But if it arises, you should remember that white face, right? Yeah. So if the thought or the image of hawthorn comes bubbling up, then you say to yourself, uh-oh, something is about to happen. When Hawthorne arises, it indicates that something that you have been working on is taking effect and the inevitable backlash is going to hit you. And he says, all right, I know that seems really ominous, but backlash is not always unpleasant. So let me put this perhaps a little less dramatically. Whenever we're involved with magic, we always remember the rule of three. Whatever I put out into the universe comes back to me three times. So this is the backlash. Whatever I am putting out is going to come back to me. And so when we are involved in a shamanic journey or shamanic healing and the concept idea word of Hawthorne Huff arises within us, not because we've deliberately called it up, then we know that something we are doing or something we have done is taking effect because we can feel it coming back to us. That's a pretty complicated concept, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It is said that Hawthorne rules the hinges of the door. Hawthorne closes what is open and opens what is closed. Hawthorne honors neither chastity nor marriage. When we think about the hinges of the door, the verb we usually use for the motion of a door upon a hinge is to swing. And since Hawthorne honors neither chastity nor marriage, we would have to say that Hawthorne is the original swinger. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. So, we understand that Hawthorne is thorned. It is, he says, regarded as hostile and offensive because it has sharp thorns, but remember that thorns are defensive and protective. So, let's look at another level of meaning for the pack of wolves. In Old Irish, this can be read as a pun. Because the word coo, which is wolf or dog, also means warriors. So the hawthorn is like 
a pack of warriors standing back to back with their ash spears bristling outwards, ready to repel anything who would harm you. Hmm. What a wonderful image that is of the the soldiers back to back with their 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 sharp sticks sticking out like a porcupine and if you've ever encountered a hawthorn tree you you would see how apt this image is because the hawthorn is not named hawthorn for nothing the thorns on a hawthorn tree can easily be an inch to an inch and a half long yeah <clears throat> They're sharp, and they've actually and they've been used as needles for sewing. Mm. The spiritual level of Hoth is that it increases the power of everything it comes in contact with. So, this is a very important and precious position that the Hawthorne is in as the sixth tree because it is said to stand as the guardian of the center. And we will see that on both sides of the center are barbed thorned trees to stand as the guardians on either side of that center tree. Hawthorne offers, in addition to protection, rest and recuperation. The Hawthorne always symbolizes something outside normal. When you're thinking about Hawthorne, it is time to introduce something new and innovative into your life. Perhaps it is a new word. Perhaps it is a total change in the way you go about something. Or perhaps it will be a spontaneous change in your life. Hawthorne can make everything you do more special and more meaningful. Hawthorne says your life lies fairly and squarely on your own shoulders. Are you going to accept the responsibility of bearing the weight of your own spiritual progress? Keep in mind that everything you do, successful or unsuccessful, benign or not, is reflected in your spiritual center. Hawthorne is here to help you move on your path. Thank you, Steve Blomires, for really opening up some interesting thoughts about Hawthorne. And now I have in front of me a book called Simply Herbal Medicine. And it is by Rudolf Fritz Weiss, M. 
D, translated from the sixth German edition of Lehrbuch der Phytotherapie by A.R. Muse. And we thank you, A.R. Muse. This book was first published in 1960, revised in 74, 80, 82, and 85, and first published in English in 1988, and reprinted continuously since then, I believe. It is indeed still in print. A very valuable book written by an herbalist, MD, someone who worked with patients and worked with herbs. And in his wonderful section on the cardiovascular system, we come to degenerative heart disease, arteriosclerosis, and angina. And he talks about um, how many people are experiencing these problems, even 20, 30 years ago when he was writing. He says that, that, that it is an urgent task of every healer and herbalist to combat these problems early and as far as possible prevent them. And this is where herbal medicine truly shines. He says drugs are quite adequate for dealing with degenerative heart disease, arteriosclerosis, and angina when it gets to that point as a surgery. But the herbs, especially if used soon, and well can truly act better than drugs to prevent. He then talks about the herbs that he's going to talk about and begins with Crataegus oxycantha, Crataegus monogyna, Hawthorne. In fact, any Crataegus species can be used. And he talks about oxy, meaning sharp and pointed, and cantha, meaning thorn. So, a crataegus oxycantha is literally the sharp thorned hawthorn. Crataegus has quickly become one of the most widely used herbal heart remedies. The mode of action and active principles are under discussion, but it is not a digitaloid. In other words, it does not contain digitalis or anything at all like digitalis. In older textbooks, it is still confused with digitalis, but it does not contain these glycosides or any other principles that would compensate a heart in failure. It's not at all clear to the medical profession which conditions are an indication for this plant drug. And so, the conditions not being clear, it was decided that it had no effect. But much more is now known about the potential of Hawthorne, and it has been established that it is really a specific plant for cardiovascular disease and has its own particular and quite safe action. The complete effect is achieved only through the combination of the whole number of active principles, each on its own in Hawthorne being too small to give objectively accessible results in pharmacological studies. But the sum of these individual constituents in the combination offered by nature has a unique and valuable ability 
to help the heart and the cardiovascular system. It is obvious that the actions of the individual elements of Hawthorne are not merely additive or synergistic, but that a genuine potentiation occurs. And then he goes on to talk about some of the known active ingredients in Hawthorne, including flavonoids and procyanidines. And I mention those words because they're somewhat in the news and you may hear them. And he says that um, various people have looked into Hawthorne and um, have found a variety of different things. But once again, no one of these things will have the action that Hawthorne itself is going to have. The flowers... Um, with the cardiotonic, the flowers appear to have the greatest cardiotonic properties. The leaves and the fruits have smaller amounts. However, nothing of science can explain the therapeutic effect of Hawthorne given by mouth. Because most of the constituents that are there are simply broken down and absorbed by the intestines. So they don't seem to act as drugs. Perhaps these active constituents they found do contribute to the action of Hawthorne when given by injection. And throughout um, oh, several decades of modern medical practice and up into the 50s or the 60s, Hawthorne was indeed used and used in an injectable form. The elder Rodale, the one who founded Organic Gardening and Rodale Press, wrote at length a series of editorials, I believe in the 50s, in Organic Gardening, about his treatment with Hawthorne, injectable Hawthorne, and what it did for him. Recent studies have not solved the problem of the mode of action. I can only say that it is clear that living matter presented by medicinal plants presents much greater problems than uniform chemical compounds that can be looked at analytically in studies. And I especially wanted to read his words here because they are so cogent and so clear, and this is something that lies so at the heart of herbs and herbal medicine and why I say that herbs are not drugs with green coats on. When we look only at the active constituents of the plants, then we are likely, in fact, to miss the forest for looking at the trees. This being the situation, considerable importance attaches to practical and clinical experience. A multi-center, double-blind trial has attracted much attention. It was designed to assess the efficacy of an alcoholic extract of the fruits and leaves of Hawthorne compared to a placebo in the treatment of loss of cardiac output. So we're looking basically at a tincture, a tincture made from Hawthorne berries and leaves, and we're giving this or a placebo to people who basically have failed their cardiac output test, and not just failed it, uh, but failed it miserably, according to the classification given by the New York 
Heart Association. Stage 1 loss means patient is symptom-free at rest. Stage 2 patients have loss of capacity even at rest. And stage 3 means that even minor effort results in problems. The authors present their findings in a whole series of tables, mainly showing that there were improvement, uh, both very clearly the degree of improvement uh, could be seen in cardiac function. The total number of patients was about 120, and condition and cardiac function were significantly improved with Cotrach-Hawthorne, and improvement in sub Objective symptoms was also significant with the Hawthorne group as compared to the placebo group, especially as compared to pain and difficulty of breathing. So, as I said, this is a delicious book because we have an MD here who is working directly with the plants themselves, and who knows the science and can say to us, science simply can't figure out how this plant works, but I can tell you how it works, and I can show you other people that are working with it as well. And there are quite a few more pages here by Dr. Weiss about the use of Hawthorne. I personally do take Hawthorne on a daily basis. Because Hawthorne is for the aging heart. And having just celebrated my 69th birthday, I must admit that my heart has been beating for 69 years. And I think that officially qualifies it as an aging heart. (laughs) Hawthorne is one of the world's best heart medicines. And it's one of the world's safest herbal medicines. It's safest drinking a cup of rosehip tea. So we'll be back together next week, continuing on with Hawthorne. And if we get the end to that, then we will jump right into Oak. Okay, absolutely. And I also wanted to mention, you mentioned placebos, which I sometimes say that because placebos sometimes work, that I say that magic is tested in laboratories every every single day. Because basically a placebo, <laughs> that's how... Important magic is, right? That science needs magic to test its drugs against, meaning they heal with their mind, basically. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Good to hear you so again. It- Until next week, then, we'll be back with more Hawthorne, and eventually we will get to the seventh tree, the oak. All right. All right. Okay. Good night to you. Green blessings. All right. Good night. You're listening to Susan Weed, Green Magic, Green Medicine. We'll be back next week continuing our discussion of the 13 sacred trees. Have a great evening, everyone. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Blessed are we in the awakening.
Let's 